0: Would it be easier if you didn't have it in stereo?
1: Um, Or does it not matter? It would be easier, but it would sound worse.
0: I think it's fine. I I I would compromise quality for efficiency
1: what what kind of efficiency is that especially if like now right now we're recording with one mic but normally I have to record with multiple microphones anyway so i'm gonna there's gonna be multiple tracks no matter what I do
0: oh it could be really cool if you put if you're recording with one other person who's got their own mic put one in one ear and one in the other ear
1: I have had the option to do that before just
0: do it freak people out it's
1: Really annoying to listen to that way, especially if you're like listening in your car.
0: No, I totally get that, because sometimes there'll be certain tracks that are recorded in stereo that should not have been, and say one half of your earbud goes out or something, Mm -hmm. then you only get like the acoustic version. I have
1: that problem with this laptop, because occasionally the right channel audio just doesn't work. It's okay, you never wear
0: it on both ears anyway. Only when I'm recording... I never see you have both on because you like to multitask. So usually you're on your computer, you've got one headphone on, you've got the TV going, and you're on your phone.
1: Well, yeah, but what if I wanted the one headphone on to be the right one? And then... Now, didn't think about that, huh?
0: Turn it in reverse. <laughs> mm, not the same. You could put the right <laughs> one on your left ear. No,
1: I don't think you can do that.
0: I think you can.
1: I, I actually, I don't <laughs> think the headphones are made for that.
0: Here, let me try it. The Other realm the weights.
1: hello and welcome listeners to another please don't listen to this your soul depends on it hello oh, scream monster terror soda fright gorsome foursome <laughs> oh she's so excited <laughs> i can't she's listen She's <laughs> so excited to be here she has to listen to me every day and here she is on the show uh, but we are here doing something very, very special today. We are talking about the long-running TV show Supernatural. And there is only one person that I could have with me for that. And that is... I have Hotel Burner Emily. What? Don't like that one?
0: I don't get it.
1: <laughs> Please explain. Good, great to have you on the show. Um, and I am your host... Sweaty projectionist who's living in the movie theater, Nick.
0: That's accurate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we're here to talk about a a Supernatural double feature, uh, two episodes that we watched to kind of get into the Halloween spirit. And because I had uh, offered Emily at the beginning of the month, I I said, look, if you can think of something that's like Halloween or spooky, spooky themed that you want to do an episode on, I will record it. I've got no problem with that. And I would like to say that she did not have to twist my arm to get me to watch more Supernatural. Uh, but I was excited to do it for this. Um, but, Emily, I wanted to know, because uh, you have had such a history with the show, can you tell me a little bit about the show Supernatural and what you like about it?
0: I mean, what isn't there to like? Like, it's, the show's got everything. All the cast is hot. All of them. Uh, it's funny. Spooky deals with a lot of topics in interesting and unique ways like outside the box uh you don't necessarily deal with monsters the same way every time and i mean the show went on forever so it was one of those things where if you don't like things that end you don't have to have it end ever
1: that's a big plus for you i know
0: yeah, I, I'd say pretty much all of my favorite television shows went on way too long. <laughs> uh, my favorite series of all time, MASH, went on eleven seasons. So, yeah,
1: you know. famously long lived.
0: Yeah, and they ended in their prime. They could have kept going, but I mean, mm. I mean, you know, the Korean War didn't last eleven years. Um, <laughs> they kind of ran out of stuff to do there, but that's a whole other episode, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, man. The they MASH had episode. so
0: many Christmases, okay? There You're, were more
1: Christmases than the Korean to, War. You were going to raise the uh, listening age, average listening age of the people who are uh, <laughs> consuming this show if you do a MASH episode. Because the people who are listening to a MASH podcast are different, I think, from the people who are trying to figure out what's going on in Outer Wilds.
0: Um, <laughs> not necessarily. Oh,
1: well, you are the the Venn diagram there. You're the one <laughs> in the middle. Um, Do do you want to give me a little rundown of what the uh, the premise of Supernatural is? If somehow people managed to just never watch TV from the year 2000 to the year 2019?
0: Okay, so let's start at the beginning. I started watching Supernatural um, when I was fairly young because every morning in the summer, I would get up early and TNT would put on, it would have these shows that would come on throughout the day, but this would be the, the lineup. Angel in the morning <laughs> from seven to eight, mm. Charmed from eight to nine, which is why I was watching it. And then sometimes if my brother didn't come steal the remote, I would keep watching and from nine to 10 would be Supernatural.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: So uh, that is how I would spend my summers as a child. Angel, Charmed, Supernatural.
1: Oh, my God. Like I, I hear on other podcasts, like, this is something that I don't know that I've brought up on the show before. But I don't have that much of a relationship with TV. I would get, like, annoyed with it and turn it off and, like, go do something else. Uh, I couldn't sit and watch, like, a marathon for the most part. Unless, unless it was a cartoon, which probably says something about my, like, stunted development. Um, but uh, Emily has such a... Uh, Such a, like, history with all these different live-action shows that I had never even paid attention to.
0: Well, see, you were on the internet. Uh Uh-huh. I was on cable. Right. Same thing. I didn't have a computer. Uh You apparently didn't have a TV. I don't know.
1: No, we we had a TV. I just, like, I just got really annoyed with it, and I didn't like watching it very much. Although I know now, of course, that I was missing, like, some cool things that I would like. why I'm
0: good at crosswords and you're not.
1: Oh, come on. Anyway. Anyway, uh, back um, to me
0: explaining uh, the premise of Supernatural. mm
1: -hmm. So Angel Charm Supernatural is... Followed by ER. Followed by ER. (laughs) But that's like, those shows are all cut from the same cloth. Yes. So it's it's very much... I mean, I think Supernatural very much naturally grows out of the Buffy, like, thing that... uh, In terms of, like... C- what CW was looking for and what uh, networks were looking for in general.
0: Yeah, I'd say... I mean, that was the whole early 2000s thing. Mm-hmm. People were into the creepy, the spooky... Hot people
1: with a supernatural thing going on.
0: I mean, that led straight into the whole vampire craze that yeah. sparked when we were teenagers. Absolutely.
1: I mean, it, it evolves, I think, naturally from X-Files, which was like a main network thing, kind of doing this, but having a more grounded i guess i guess if you think like government stuff more grounded in a way Uh, grounded grounded. in the way that x files can be grounded right in a way that any show like that can be grounded but then uh people who you know were watching x files and were like wow i like that there's a new monster every week but i kind of wish uh mulder and scully would just fuck already and then it's like bam buffy You got hot teens doing uh having relationships and doing all that stuff and there's uh angels and demons and vampires at every episode and then from there it's like okay this is great um but what if i just wanted to like go even more into the things that make this successful we got hot main characters and we're going we're not just doing angels demons vampires we're doing everything everything is uh, up for grabs on Supernatural.
0: See, the thing with Supernatural, though, is they started slow. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't go all in.
1: That's kind of what I liked about the first season, honestly. So,
0: yeah, season one is so different than if you were to jump in on, like, season eight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, total whiplash at that point. Because um, they start off the series very focused in, like, you had your basic monsters, like your ghosts. Um, it, they had it really grounded demons came up very infrequently and when they did it was like a huge deal mm-hmm. by season seven when they're like oh man another demon like it's just it's nothing they're dealing with way bigger things um so a lot of people talk about the first five seasons in a different way than they talk about the later seasons because of that
1: including you uh when you talk to me about this show you talk to it in very much like a two shows kind of way there's the show that it is that got popular and everything and then there's like it kind of snowballs into being a different show by that point
0: i mean one of this one of the episodes in like season four is just called jumping the shark Mm -hmm. and
1: it introduces the secret third brother of our main characters
0: oh yeah yeah that's right Ah, that's a whole nother thing. Well, anyway... That's a whole deal, okay? Speaking of our main characters,
1: (laughs) our main characters are Dean and Sam, uh, who, you know, go monster hunting across uh, the continental U.S. in a classic car, uh, and they are trying to figure out the mystery behind, uh, like, slowly trying to figure out the mystery behind their dad's history as a monster hunter and his disappearance and what was going on in their childhood when their mother died. Uh, But that's not, like, the direct thing. That's more of, like, the background thing that's going on while they're traveling across the U.S. looking at these monsters. You can, of course, correct me if I got anything Mm. wrong or misjudged.
0: No, you're kind of there. They're a family of hunters. Mm -hmm. And what that means is they are protecting the innocent people of the world from the things that go bump in the night that most people think are just
1: stories. But they don't have, like, you know, licenses. They're they're, They're not, like... It's not like the X Files where they collect a salary or, or something right. like that. This they're they read the newspaper, they like uh talk to the they like listen to the police blotter, they talk about like uh hearing stories in bars. they they definitely have to stumble upon the monsters that they uh, Yeah they fight.
0: And there's a huge underground network of hunters that can pass information too. Mm-hmm. Like um Other hunters might catch wind of something and call them up and be like, hey, I can't go take care of this. It sounds like something up our alley, though. Mm -hmm. You might want to go take a look.
1: Yeah, it's my weekend with my daughter, so I can't go kill that vampire. But you guys don't have kids, so you can handle it.
0: Pretty much. (laughs) Um, No, that's actually pretty straightforward there. Um, Yeah, and they kind of get pulled into the life at a very young age. Um, the pilot kind of goes into how their mother died. And after their mother died, their father goes full into hunting. And they were only... Sam was a baby and Dean was just a toddler. So they've been kind of hunting their whole lives. This is just who they are. Mm-hmm. So it's not a life they chose. It's a life that chose them.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you uh, had me watch this show. Uh, we, went, we watched the whole first season and like a chunk of the second season, if I remember correctly um no no we stopped at no, the stopped end of season one. one um well we watched the whole first season uh and uh we had a pretty good time with it i mean i mean obviously emily had already seen it but i had a pretty good time with it and uh then when when uh, we were discussing like things to possibly do for a little terror uh this month uh, this was uh, just a natural suggestion from emily and she had one episode in particular in mind and then we ended up going into another one after that I'm so just this,
0: always looking for an excuse to get someone to watch Supernatural with me. I will well, take any you know
1: who's going to get a giant kick out of this episode is Greg, because he loved watching that show with Nika. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, so, uh, the first episode that you wanted to show was the real Ghostbusters, which we're going, not going in chronological order here in terms of the series, because this was the first episode we watched of our double feature today. But it takes place later. It, it, this is a season five, episode nine... And it is about a convention based on a series of books that were written about Sam and Dean's life without people knowing that uh, uh, Sam and Dean are real people. So to most anyone who would be picking up these books and reading them, they would think it's a fictional story. But the author of these books is a uh, holy prophet who has been receiving these stories as basically visions and writing them as fictional novels to uh, sell to people and that has a small convention in a hotel somewhere that they stu- that they get called to by uh one of their biggest fans and that is how the episode kind of uh starts but it is a nice little ghost story taking place at a like convention hall which i always think is great uh as someone who has spent way too much time at Uh, Comic conventions and the like uh, Seeing a bunch of people in costume Trying to deal with uh, a problem Is is fun
0: Yeah. So the biggest reason I recommended this one Is one, it's a ghost story So Mm -hmm. perfect for the month of October But two, knowing Nick And his hobbies Mm -hmm. I thought a convention episode would be just A great blend for him Um, For the most part This episode you don't really need to have a lot of context For the rest of the series it doesn't really deal with the main plots. It doesn't go into much. It's kind of definitely an offshoot, like a filler episode for the um, for the whole season.
1: When I sp- I'm just speaking for myself here, but in this kind of show, uh, in this kind of show, it's in the kind of show that Supernatural is. Those are the ones that appeal to me more. I don't care nearly as much about the myth arc of dealing with Sam and Dean's family or the hierarchy of angels and demons that they end up contending with I would far and away rather have a nice tight 22-minute story where they have to deal with one thing and that is over by the end and it might and they might have you know a fun monster or something I saw a a tweet that I really liked once where it was just uh, the idea I don't get the I don't get the idea of people who complain about monster of the week formats a new monster every week are you people even listening to yourselves And I I am definitely on that side. I I can really appreciate just a story that doesn't need to dig into, like, the deep lore or world building. It's like, we're going to tell a fun story every single time. And this is one of those. This Like, the premise, even if the convention wasn't about Sam and Dean, them being trapped in a convention hall with a bunch of nerds by a ghost is already a great, like, setup, I think.
0: Yeah, I think out of the whole series, Mm -hmm. these random little isolated weird episodes are the most memorable
1: i think the same is kind of true for a lot of series that do this sort of thing because when you people think about x-files the episode that you hear are uh the episode the, that the you, exploding head yes or that's um, the one i remember hands uh, down or jose chung's from outer space uh or um
0: one with them in the car with the exploding head has haunted me my entire childhood.
1: Or just the one I, I
0: can't get the image out of my head of them screaming at a gas. Or station. the one that was
1: a cross promotion between them and cops, where they had uh, uh, like you know, shaky cam, uh, cop footage while uh, Mulder was stabbing a vampire. Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm sure Cam could correct me on that. But um, like that's the episodes that people remember. People remember like. Oh, this one episode had a had a little unique gimmick. Isn't that fun? And uh, did the X
0: Files even have a plot? Like, what was this?
1: <laughs> uh, it was about uh, Mulder's sister getting kidnapped by aliens at a young age and other stuff like that. That was the kind of big, oh, big thing. That you know, they would... Charm
0: totally stole that.
1: Doesn't surprise me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the girl, the pretty one, um, who did those commercials with uh, William Shatner? Um,
1: You're not going to be able to get this out of me.
0: Oh, uh, she was also on that show, uh, Big Bang Theory, the pretty one, uh, the blonde. Yeah, I don't hot. know. I
1: don't know what her name is.
0: Anyway, she, as a really young girl, not really young girl, oh, uh-huh. like teenager, was on Charmed, and it was the same thing. Uh, her whole thing was her sister got kidnapped mm-hmm. from their bed when they were both kids. And her whole reason for getting into witch stuff was that she couldn't wanted to find her sister. Yeah, that's Mulder's shit. Exactly. Um, Okay, that's why that whole thing just clicked.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, anyway, in this episode, uh, Sam and Dean have to deal with a couple of things that are, like, not the norm for them. They have to deal with a situation in which everyone knows what they're about. And nobody believes them. Nobody believing them is, like, kind of a thing that can, happens from time to time, like, where you go to talk to a witness or, or to get more information. They're just like, yeah, whatever. I, uh, An invisible man. I've never heard of him. And uh, here, though, they're like, oh, everything you're talking about is fake. It's part of the scavenger hunt that the convention set up, right? And also, everyone who's talked to me today has is wearing the exact same jacket that you are.
0: Yeah, so... This, the books Supernatural in this universe are kind of... They're not popular. They're popular with a very specific group of people. But those that group of people are so invested that a little convention like this can be put on. And the people who put the convention together wanted authenticity. So they set up this whole scavenger hunt ghost game. And Sam and Dean get tricked into showing up there. And... um. Because they are Sam and Dean, but all of these people are cosplaying as the characters Sam and Dean. No one believes that they're actually Sam and Dean. And because they don't
1: think that they're real people.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But that kind of thing just gives me so much anxiety. I just want to punch these people in the face. Like, watching them go around and, like, mimic Sam and Dean, who are real people in the context of the show, I'm just like... If I was in their shoes, I would want to strangle the first person I saw.
1: (laughs) I do like, uh, of course, and this is another thing where that shows like this, especially ones that have gone on for five seasons, love to do. It's like, oh, let's have an episode where we can directly make fun of the things that we've read online that people are saying about our show. Uh, There's an annoying guy who gets up during a panel about the books and is like, how come their guns or knives always get knocked away from them? Uh, And then uh, why don't they just keep their weapons on a bungee? And, of course, Sam and Dean are, like, like making faces. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? No, they were making yeah, faces. Yeah, like,
0: why don't we yeah, do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good idea.
1: Uh, and then, you know, uh, there is a there are multiple jokes about the homoerotic subtext of the series, <laughs> uh, which, of course, anyone who was on the Internet during those years, like even me, never having watched this show, I'm like, oh, yeah, Supernatural. That's the show that uh, people really like to make gay f- Fanfic of.
0: I mean, how can you not?
1: <laughs> um, but this uh, this episode is is very uh, well done. It, it's a cute little ghost story too, because they're like trying to play with the format a little bit of like oh the the ghost of Letitia Gore, who was running an orphanage and butchered four children and killed herself. But uh, when they go to burn the bones, they found out they burned the wrong bones because the uh, the Letitia Gore running the orphanage, she was, uh, she didn't do anything. It was the shitty kids that killed one of the kids, that three of the kids killed the final last kid, and, uh, the orphanage, uh, master took a revenge on the kids and then killed herself.
0: It wasn't just any kid, it was her kid. It was her kid. These three shitty little boys at the orphanage scalped her son, and she lost her shit and killed these boys before killing herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely goes into the whole creepy child ghost thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: I liked the uh, I, I did like that. I think it would have felt a little light if that obviously if that was the only thing going on in the episode. but they're like giving you an easy mode supernatural story to so that they can fit in all this shit about the convention and the the books and the uh, pair of guys who are dressed as Sam and Dean who are like following them around. Because they're uh, big fans of the books, and they also think all of this is part of the scavenger hunt. Uh, and the thing that I did like about this episode was that, like, the uh, the convention staff who are making up a fake mystery for these for uh, these convention nerds to solve, and just pull from the real one that is actually happening there. Uh, at first, you. Uh, you know see the actress dressed up as Letitia Gore and she goes oh these naughty children I have uh, you know I have I will not tolerate uh, any misbehavior from my naughty children or something something like that like very corny lines and then the real ghost shows up and says almost exactly the same thing it's very funny to like uh, see that you know this this stuff that they were uh, dealing with these like fake things that they were creating like, you get the idea that maybe Sam and Dean would try to say, like, look, our li- our lives are not like that. But they totally are. Like, the stuff that they deal with is corny in a way. And it's funny to have these two characters face-to-face with that reality.
0: They totally poke fun at that yeah. the whole time. Because these characters will go around quoting the books, <laughs> which are actual things that Sam and Dean have said. And they'll just be watching these people say this corny shit that they've said. And they're like... We don't sound like that, do we? And yes, (laughs) they do. Yes, they do. They are the, uh, they are, uh, like, bad boy, edgy, but, like, so corny at the same time.
1: Sam's affected voice is so, is so funny. It's so, it's like a very funny thing to hear coming out of his mouth. Uh, but you, eventually you get desensitized to it. Until you see another character on the show attempt to do an impression of it.
0: They were all making impressions of Dean. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Sam is the one who talks pretty normal. Right, I the it one backwards. Who growls. I apologize. Yeah, uh, uh, I, and the funny thing is, in season one, early on, Dean didn't have that. Mm-hmm. It kind of develops over time. Oh yeah,
1: it's like especially if, if you're doing a voice for a character, eventually it like slides into uh, more and more exaggerated over time. Uh, for a really long-term example of this, you can uh, listen to David Hayter in Metal Gear Solid One, and then listen to him in Peace Walker, and he sounds like he's doing an impression of himself. By the end of it, um, but I really liked this episode. I had a fun time with it. Uh, but while uh, afterwards, we were like, "Oh, you know what? We got we got time. Let's do another one." And we were looking to see if there was a, a regular Halloween episode, like takes place on Halloween kind of thing. And man, did we hit the jackpot there! Because uh, there is an episode called Monster Movie that takes place on Oktoberfest uh, in Pennsylvania. That where a shapeshifter is turning into various universal horror <clears throat> movie monsters. The whole episode is shot in black and white, and uh, it's just a it's a fun time. It's a really fun time. This was the this was what I was hoping for. I should say I didn't. I think it was mostly implied with what I've been saying about the show. But uh, my the thing that I like about Supernatural is the corniness. It is the stuff like yes, some of my favorite things are extremely corny. I love old comic books. I love, like, uh, old cereals, uh, cereal shows, not, like, Breakfast. But, um... <laughs> you like those, too. I do like those, too, but not because they're corny, even though they are. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, the corniness of... The corniness of Supernatural is definitely the appeal to me. And that's why I think the melodrama falls flat for me when they try and get into it. And I'm like, no, no, no. They should be fighting an invisible man in this episode. I don't care about the demons. Um,
0: They don't get into too much melodrama for the most part. No, no. They're very into their own corniness. Right.
1: And that is what I think is the strength of the show. Um, But this episode is even commenting on that because... uh, Uh, In this episode, Dean is saying, like, look, I just came back from the dead, uh, which, of course, is an episode I haven't seen. And I'm not even going to dive into that. Um,
0: There's a whole lot to unpack there.
1: uh, I just came back from the dead. For the first time. For the first time. And apparently the world is going to end soon. We should probably be focusing on that. But look, there's nothing we can do about that right now. Wouldn't it be nice to just have a regular Sam and Dean adventure? Wouldn't it be nice to just do that? And also... I'm a little worried that I'm a virgin again after I came back from the dead, and I'd like to fix that. So why don't we just do a normal uh, Sam and Dean adventure? And they're like, oh, okay, sure, sure, we'll 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 do that. And they are like trying to get into the spirit of it. It's very fun.
0: I think Dean starts off in the spirit of it. Yeah, he specifically wants to get drunk and have sex with uh, his words bar wenches. Uh huh. Um, he's. He's into it. Sam is not. Sam no. is kind of the straight laced. He's a nerd. Uh, Sam
1: Sam's a fucking nerd. It's fine.
0: It's fine. He's the <laughs> hottest nerd I've ever seen. No offense. Whatever. Um. <laughs> um,
1: uh, but like he's he's totally a nerd. Like that yeah. when when they split up, uh I think he's Dean, a
0: vegetarian. He doesn't drink. Uh he showers regularly.
1: When they split up, Dean is always the one who is asking people what happened. And Sam always goes to the fucking library to look at a, the old you've books. You've got to have one
0: person <laughs> who like researches.
1: I found I found some old maps. I found some old maps that we can look at. I found. Oh my god! Look, have you
0: seen their I found hideout?
1: A, <laughs> I have seen their hideout. Oh, I think you showed it to me. The coolest thing
0: ever. It is this old crypt full of not a crypt, but you know, mm-hmm. full of like research and library books, and it's just. Mm-hmm. Sam spends his whole day there on his laptop, like, Mm -hmm. researching everything. Right. But he's the lawyer, Mm -hmm. okay? He went to law school.
1: Uh Uh-huh. He's a big nerd. That's fine.
0: And Dean didn't finish high school, so, Mm -hmm. like, he's the personable one.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And this is, like, one of the fun things about this specific episode is that when somebody, on a procedural show, usually, when somebody says, oh, my God, the the guy who attacked me last night was a vampire, you go, okay, so what's the misunderstanding here? Obviously, it wasn't a vampire. Uh, And on this show, the characters say the same thing, but because they're like, that wasn't a vampire, we know what vampires are, and it obviously wasn't one of those. Yeah, the
0: guy describes (laughs) this vampire like you would think classic Dracula.
1: Like Bela Lugosi. It's the the 30s Dracula.
0: And in the world of Supernatural, vampires are not like that at all. They're actually... (laughs) really terrifying. They look like regular people, but they have like a million teeth in their mouths and they kind cool. of, they don't just leave two little pinpricks. They kind of rip out your throat. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they hear this guy's account of this vampire, they're like, all right, this isn't one of our cases. Yeah, they're like, Oh,
1: it's obviously just a normal guy in a costume. So we probably don't need to stick around. And then on the next night, uh, there's a werewolf killing and they, they like find the, the remains, the torn up remains. And there's actual wolf hair on it, and uh, there's a really really funny line where uh, Dean's like, "Wolves, wolves don't have, uh, or werewolves don't have, dog hair. That's a myth, and that's <laughs> such a funny line to have in this show, where they're like, uh, you know, whatever killed this guy, it wasn't a werewolf because it's not accurate. So we, we need to uh, we need to figure out how this is happening. So in three nights in a row, you have uh, Dracula wolfman and the mummy killing somebody uh and then the the final confrontation is 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 like is against this shapeshifter who is back to his dracula form kidnapping the uh hot bar waitress
0: can i just say you glossed over the coolest mummy attack ever Oh, it's great. where he brought his own um uh dry ice to yeah. make fog <laughs> happen as he rises up mm-hmm. out of his coffin to mm-hmm. attack like this guy is so into it
1: it's funny because it is magic but it's not all the way magic it's like i gotta fake some of it i don't have real smoke i don't have a real sarcophagus but i can real kill you with my hand like a mummy would (laughs) that's that's what i liked about this episode and well you know the other thing i liked about it is that the villain is a guy who wants to play dress up and do a movie like this is a guy uh if not for all the uh, the the kidnapping and murder, like I can really sympathize with this guy. You know what? Even with that stuff, like this guy, you know what? He's uh, I get him. I get Actually,
0: him. Actually, <laughs> one of the reasons I never showed you this episode is because it really bothers me. Uh huh. Um. It, every time one of the shapeshifters comes up, it kind of makes me pretty sad because, as far as monsters go, uh-huh. shapeshifters are no different than any other person. They just have the ability to shapeshift, and most of them can do this from infancy. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of times they're born to non shapeshifter parents. Um, so their parents are terrified of their children. And a lot of them turn into monsters because, you know, the whole nature versus nurture thing. It's mm-hmm. not their nature. It's because they are treated like monsters their entire mm-hmm. childhoods. Uh, they're, most of them don't make it to adulthood because they're killed as kids um, by people who just don't understand them. There's nothing... Monstrous about them. They're just people who are a little different. And this guy in particular experiences that really hard. His story is that his father always called him a monster, Mm -hmm. and all he could do was sympathize with the monsters he saw in the movies. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be one of them, but this time I'm going to be the good guy. I'm going to be the hero of these monster movies. I'm not going to be the bad guy.
1: Well, uh, I think what you're missing here is that it's actually extremely cool to be all three of those monsters at once. <laughs> uh, he doesn't really have to shapeshift all that much to be the mummy, like that's that's mostly you don't you don't need a ton of uh, like prosthetic or, or shapeshifting stuff going on there. It's mostly outfit, which I guess you do have to shapeshift that. Um, it is also very funny that uh, to escape as a vampire, he doesn't turn into uh, a bat. Well, so it's. It's more, or he doesn't like disappear in a puff of smoke. He uh, jumps over a fence and then uh, scoots away on a moped, which is one of the best scenes in the episode.
0: Watching a Dracula drive away very slowly on a moped,
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is uh, something that would be out of like uh, Transylvania Six Five Thousand or something like that, uh, where you take these figures who were you know very serious in their own shows, but now are are inherently silly to us. Like you think of Dracula, you most in most people's minds. Uh, Count Chocula is closer to what is a vampire in people's heads than any, like, actual vampire movie, I think. Uh, it's the, the the idea of a vampire that would be on a box in the grocery store.
0: I just think of... I, my favorite part of this episode is where he is getting pizza mm-hmm. as Dracula.
1: I thought for sure that that was, like, a Bugs Bunny-style ploy by Sam to get inside. But they reveal that that is, that no, he just walks in. (laughs) He walks in during that scene. I thought for sure, like, because he reacts very surprised when the pizza shows up. Like, I guess he just didn't expect them there at that time. I was like, oh, this is when we reveal that uh, Sam had called the pizza to the house so that he could get in while the guy was distracted or something. No, that's it. That's not what happened. That is just that was me thinking too much about this show. I'm such an idiot. Why would I think that that's what was going to happen? That's way too many layers of thinking for this. But I wanted to say this. This like I liked both episodes, but this one was the clear winner for me because of the the heavy theming and I had a blast with it
0: i just think it's really funny too dean is not the smart one Mm -hmm. he's not the smart one Mm -hmm. so the whole time this dracula is referring to him as harker and the girl is mina and he's Mm -hmm. like who the hell's harker what is he talking about Uh and it's just really funny Mm -hmm. because it's like dude come Mm -hmm. on Mm
1: -hmm. come on he's dracula work backwards from there (laughs) uh so um do you have fun revisiting these things Always. Oh yeah, I had a great time with it, and I think it's time for our ratings. Uh, now, for me, uh, Halloween theming—this has got a. This is five pumpkins. I mean, come on! It takes place in October. You've got the. Uh, you've got all the monsters that you could possibly want.
0: So you're just rating the second one then, not the first one.
1: Well, if I'm if I'm counting them as a block as a double feature, then the first one was all about costumes, and the second one. T- actually takes place on Halloween and has monsters so this is a five pumpkins for me five out of five pumpkins it doesn't
0: take place on Halloween
1: it takes place in October thank you all right um now when it comes to screams it's a network television show so it's zero screams you you really can't do much to actually scare people in between commercials I think I think that's just a function of the medium not that that's really what they're going for anyway but uh I do find that sort of thing interesting like to like what is the limit to what you can make scary on television? Because you can definitely definitely put blood or distressing situations on television, but I think people aren't really in a being-scared zone when they're watching TV on the couch, you know? Um, for blood, I uh, respect getting to show uh, scalped children on uh, on national television. That's always good. Um it's uh it's probably like a an eight ounce uh, glass of blood for me some some good blood they, they, they do a lot of implied stuff like showing the uh the uh werewolf remains the the remains of the werewolf victim like they open up the uh the bag and the body bag and it's just they they both like look away and they're like oh oh there's obviously not enough left there to like have a regular cadaver so uh, they and they're like oh look at this and they like you know pull a clue out and it's like on a scrap of flesh that's like barely connected so that's fun but it's not that bloody you can't really get that bloody on TV anyway uh, as for bats I had a great time so this is this is absolutely like 21 bats I'm gonna say this is this is a wonderful time it's 21 bats for me so what are your ratings for this
0: uh pumpkins is Halloweenness.
1: Pumpkins is Halloweenness out of five.
0: Okay. Out of five? Yes. But you went higher.
1: No, I didn't. Did I? With bats. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I can go as high as I want. I'm going to say no pumpkins. No
1: pumpkins. This
0: show doesn't make me think of Halloween at all.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: even though it was Oktoberfest to me, Supernatural is just supernatural. I don't think Halloween.
1: It's for all seasons.
0: Exactly. Um, so to me, no pumpkins, but still fun. Um, then screams uh-huh. um obviously the monster one that's just, it's just corny That's mm-hmm. there's no screams there however the uh, convention one um it was one of the first ones that really freaked me out when i was younger mm-hmm. um i don't like ghost stories and to me just the way they did it really creeped me out because you're in this light-hearted atmosphere and then all of a sudden there's like actual killings and it's mm-hmm kind of scary like when you're that first guy in the room who just sees a kid and thinks it's an actor and then all of a sudden he gets flipped upside down and beat against the wall like that was scary to me um and then like seeing a scalped child and Mm -hmm. it to me that was just it it freaked me out when i was younger not so much anymore but it did Mm -hmm. so i'd say that one would give me maybe three screams but the uh The October Vest one is, like, (laughs) negative screams. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All laughs. Uh, Then blood?
1: Blood and liquid volume, if you'd like. Although, sometimes we just uh, say, like, a container that would hold the amount of blood we think this episode is. Uh, Thimble? Thimble? Thimble of blood?
0: Thimble of blood, maybe. Uh, Like, even the Dracula bite, there was not even a drip of blood there. There Mm. was no blood. That's TV for you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there was no blood at all. Uh, Which is probably why I like this show. I'm not into gore. Mm -hmm. I don't do gore. It makes me very uncomfortable.
1: The blood rating is very funny when we do something that is not explicitly uh, bloody. Because it's like, all right, how do I describe the minuscule amount of blood this thing had? Uh, Somebody cut their finger in this. That's how much blood was in this.
0: Someone was on their period.
1: (laughs) Yeah, someone was on their period. That was the amount of blood that was in this.
0: Uh, No. Um, It wasn't until much later with shows like The Walking Dead where, like gore got really into it and mm-hmm. it was just ugh, I well i mean like it. you and i
1: have watched hannibal it's really kind of surprising the amount that they the amount of like like uh viscera they were able to put on television was that, that on real tv that was on real tv what was it on it was on
0: wasn't it hbo
1: no it was not hbo
0: oh i thought it was hbo which like hbo can get away with whatever they want so no that
1: wasn't an hbo show oh. uh westworld was hbo and uh, they definitely used that yeah uh, let me let me look up. Don't I, even start
0: on HBO. Home box office. My ass. Um, and then Bats. Well, to me... Hannibal
1: was NBC.
0: Are you kidding
1: me? Yeah, it would air at like 9 p.m. or something. NBC
0: had a good show? I know, right? Wow. Um, <laughs> and as far as the Bats goes, it's a full bushel of Bats for me.
1: All right. So I hope you have enjoyed this little uh, extra terror set. We've got more coming. I'm going to try and fit in as many as we can before Halloween itself. And of course, we've got our Christine episode coming up still as well. Christine, Lust for Darkness. And if you are interested in either of those topics, uh, either of these topics, go back and check out the uh, Symphony of the Night or uh, 1997 Cure episode. Episodes as well. We've got more coming and we'll try and cover all kinds of different little Halloween topics. I think we've got one coming on uh, the Brian De Palma film Body Double. We've got one coming on uh, Higarashi When They Cry uh, and probably a Spirit Phone one if we can sort that out. So
0: <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, uh, half two. the audio is haunted. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: so thank you so much for being on Emily it was wonderful to have you
0: I'll I'll never do this again oh don't Um, say that I only like three things
1: you only like three things so that's at least two more episodes you got to. you
0: already said there's not gonna be a MASH episode okay
1: (laughs) I didn't say that I just said you were going to raise the age of the people who listen to the show if you did that
0: I just feel like it would bring up too many bad
1: things what you think we would be annoying about it like we're annoying about everything yes well whatever (laughs) okay Uh, but we'll see you next time and I hope you have enjoyed this terror episode